Okay, welcome back to another episode, and allow me to introduce my guest today. You might recognize her from that show, Real World Chicago. She's formerly known as Kara Khan, but these days she is Kara Fudenberg. How are you doing, Kara? Thanks for joining me today. I was close. You only butchered my name like five times, but that's okay. Oh, it's a really hard one. Should have yeah. asked beforehand. No, no, no. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Um, so I'm I, Kara Khan. Khan is actually still my middle name, and my last name now is Fudenberg. Um, I did get married 15 years ago, and I love that you're like, you might remember her from the real world Chicago, because I'm pretty sure like only five people might remember me from the real world Chicago, because it was a long time ago. But I appreciate, Mike, that you remember me from the real world Chicago. And yes, that was definitely, um, that was, that was me 20 some odd years ago. I find that hard to believe. I feel like once you came off that show over the years, you might have been recognized a lot in public. And people, the first thing people would say is, hey, wait, you're you're you so-and-so from that show. I was. You definitely, um, I definitely got that a lot for years. But it really, it's really dwindled recently. I still get it every now and then. Um, you, oddly, usually like at airports. Um, and so, yes, I do still get it, but it's more like people are like, I, I know you, how do I know you? Did we go to college together? Like they go through that whole awkward thing and I just sort of pretend we went to college together and walk on. But yes, um, you're right. I'm sure a lot of the real world as you've talked to have, it's, it's definitely, you do get recognized a ton at first for like the first decade. Yeah. Did you want to break away from that or did would you say it like organically happened? No, I would say it organically happened, um, there was a time like right after the show um, aired that it was a little bit too overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. Like kind of like couldn't go to like a mall or like, a, like without getting sort of like mobbed, which I know sounds weird now cause I don't, but, but it's true. Um, so that was like a little bit too much. And then honestly for a long time, there was sort of this sweet spot and like probably like 10 ish years or so where it was like, people were very nice overall it was fine. Like, you know, they didn't ask the most annoying questions. It was fine to like take the occasional picture with someone or, um, answer the same questions over and over again. And so I think I sort of, I think I sort of enjoyed it. I mean, there were times when, when I would pretend I wasn't Kara because I didn't really feel like having the conversation, (laughs) but, um, but no, I think it was, I think it was fine. I think it was fine. I mean, do I miss it now? Maybe I don't know if I miss it, but it doesn't happen very often. (laughs) <laughs> what what would be like the first question someone would ask you and then you know you'd run into them safe like you know at a supermarket let's just say like what would be like the typical question question number one is usually is it real or is it scripted um which you probably know the answer to this and your yeah. listeners probably know the answer to this but no it is not scripted it is real it's just very edited very you know it's it's, it's crafted and edited but it is absolutely real and you're not told to say anything. You're led to sort of answer certain questions a certain way to perhaps create a storyline. But um, so that was usually people's first question. Um, and then like specifically about my season, they would ask like, did like me and my roommate Kyle hook up? Or like they like, you know, like people like jump right to the nitty gritty. Like um, I'm trying to think what else people ask. Yeah, um, was it sure fun? they ask you about Tanya a lot and asked about Tanya a lot. Why don't you do a challenge? Would you do a challenge? Was it fun? Would you do it again? Those kind of general questions. People asked about Tanya a lot. Um, I'm trying people. Yeah, I mean, Tanya was controversial and she was, you know, she had her, you know, she was she had her her shift. So um, people definitely did ask about her. Yeah, those were those are the, the big questions that I got repeatedly. 
Yeah, and Kyle, I mean, you see now, he's, <laughs> I see him every morning when I uh, flip well, on. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm somebody that doesn't watch a whole lot of TV, but I'm into sports, so NFL Network, you know, wake up, wake up in the morning, that's what's on, and then I'm like, hey, how you doing, Kyle? <laughs> he is killing it, I love it, I think it's awesome, I'm so happy that he's um, so successful doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Well, what about you these days? What exactly are you up to? What is like, uh, you know, I'm not, um, no, I'm just kidding. I, um, I am currently, well, for 10 plus years, I worked, um, on air at QVC. Do you know QVC? It's like the TV, like the sale. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I work for, um, a handbag and shoe designer and I sell his stuff on QVC. So that was, that was awesome. And I did that for a long time, but in June I lost my job. So I um, am currently just a mom. I'm a mother of two. I know I shouldn't say just a mom, but I am currently a mom. I have an eight year old daughter and a 12 year old son. And um, I volunteer with various charities and I'm on the board of a charity for adoption that I love. And so I like keep busy. I have a few, I'm a stylist. So I have like a few clients here and there. I'll do the occasional like styling segment on like local news, but it's pretty rare. Like basically I am out of work and like hoping to work again. Mm, well, I mean, I hope that those get worked out of course, but one Thanks. question I did have about that because I noticed when I talk to guests who come off of reality TV, when we talk about like their professions that they take on after, mm -hmm. I always ask them, what was the transition like coming from reality TV into job? And maybe where did it cater towards maybe their, their strengths? Because, you know, maybe if you're selling sales, people assume that you're well-spoken and well-versed with speaking to people and they might want you on board. Or it could work negatively if they see maybe your time on TV and they don't like what they see and then they just don't want anything to do with you, period. Where did you kind of fall on that tightrope? That is a great question. And I would say I truly experienced the whole gamut. So everything from right after the show, I, I did move to LA and I was, I'd been a theater major in college. So I was trying to act and I would go on various auditions. And I feel like, I feel like most people were like, oh great, it's just another real world. Like it's another reality kid. Like, oh, care for the real world. Like I couldn't, it would help to perhaps sometimes get me in the room. But then once I was in there, either I wasn't good enough or they couldn't see past the, the reality show thing. So it sort of screwed me a little bit in those ways. Um, there were also times where like one time I was like volunteering at a, like an animal shelter and like someone, sorry, that was just like COVID. You <laughs> I do currently have COVID. Um, so that was just a little COVID. Um, one time I was like volunteering at an animal shelter and like literally cleaning up cat shit. And someone was like, weren't you in the real world? And I'm like, you know, like elbow deep in cat shit and was like, uh, yes. And, like, I think people expect that because you're on TV, you're, like, glamorous or wealthy, of which I was neither at the time. <laughs> so that, so there's that. Um, and then um, when I first started working um, at QVC, that actually was, it was the real world that got me in the door. So the woman who was hiring had liked, had seen me on the real world and had liked me or had had some sort of felt some sort of connection. And that's how she first sought me out. So it helped with that. And that ended up being really my career for the past decade. So it's truly, it's truly both. Yeah. It's, it's been an interesting type of wavelength with hearing other people's experiences, because I would say, cause you fell in that little middle gap, I would say where it's like you came before Vegas when people really started looking sideways at the genre 
And after, I would say, the first, like, nine seasons or so, ten seasons, celebrities were looking at real world and, you know, reality stars as, like, their own. Like, they were bringing them in with open arms. But then you kind of came in that little middle gap where it was like, wait, we maybe we don't like this after all. You're absolutely right. It was a little bit of both. We were the season before Vegas, so it was before it got sort of extra raunchy. And, like, thank God for Vegas because they made us look like nuns, which was fantastic. But... And then before that, I mean, there were still there there were still the occasional like celebrity like um, I'm trying to think like like some someone came up to me in L.A. and was like, oh, um, I'm like, this is so L.A. It was like Sandy loves the show. And I was like, who? And they're like, Sandy, Sandy Bullock. And I was like, Sandra Bullock. Like, I'm sorry, I don't call her Sandy. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm her manager and she loves watching you on the show. Like, so you get like comments like that where I'm like, fuck, dude, Sandra Bullock knows who I am. That's amazing. And, like, you know, it's also so fabulously Los Angeles for someone to be like, Sandy loves the show. Like, I'm supposed to know who Sandy is. Like, as if she's her cousin, yeah. Exactly, like, as if it's my cousin. Um, So, like, there were things like that. But you're right. I think also you sort of had to prove yourself a little bit more um, once you started, like, season 11 and on. Because um, because also reality TV started to become so popular. I mean, we were like a dime a dozen. Like, I feel like I'd be walking down the street and I'm like... Survivor 4, what's up? And someone's like, Real World 11. Like, you're like, hey, Big Brother, what's going on? Bachelorette, over there. Like, it's just like a lot. There's a lot of us, you know? So I think um, it does also sort of lose its um, lose its cash. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your aspirations initially? Like, were you in trying? Because I did read, I think you were trying to be an actress at first, or was that after Real World? Which, like, sounds so trite. Um, I actually was I actually was before The Real World. That's why I tried out for The Real World initially. I was a theater major in college or performing arts major, and there were open calls, um, you know, all over the country. And there was one in Chicago. Nope, there was one in St. Louis. Um, I was trying to think. Of, I, I was in St. Louis at the time. I couldn't remember if we drove to Chicago for the audition. No. Um, there was an open call in St. Louis. So that's how it started. I was like, I just like auditioned for things because I yeah. was an actor. Um, and didn't, I didn't necessarily think I'd get very far in the process because I, um, I didn't feel particularly like controversial or, and like, I hate arguing. I'm like super conflict avoidant. Like, so I just didn't think I would actually get cast. Of course, the punch, you know, the punchline I did, but yes, I, I was an actor before and I did try to act, um, a little bit after, but not very successfully. I had like a few like fun, successful things. And then I kind of also was just realized pretty quickly that, um, that I couldn't deal with the rejection so well, that it was really, it was really hard for me. I did not, I did not, it didn't sit well with me to know that like strangers didn't like me. It didn't sit well that like I couldn't, um, that I had to prove myself. And I don't know, I just didn't, I wasn't cut out for it. I didn't have, I didn't have the thick enough skin. I totally get what you're saying, and that actually resonates a lot because I feel like that's a high-low thing, you know what I mean? I feel like it's a natural human instinct to kind of want to feel like a middle wavelength where you're not too high or too low, and then when you experience like highs when people are like hyping you up, and then then you're rejected, and then it's just like a swift low. Is that kind of where it is? Absolutely. I think I had I actually had a therapist at one point say to me, that you can't really, um, you can't really believe the good or the bad. So for instance, like I was, this was, you know, in 2001. So it was back when like, it was like the internet was just like message boards. And I like made the mistake of like gravitating towards some sort of MTV or real world message board at some point. And like reading that, like Jenny in Kentucky thought I was too skinny or like had a big nose, like 
tore me the fuck up. Like I couldn't, it just hurt. Like it hurt my feelings. And I, there are some people I think who are able to be like, okay, who gives a shit? Like, I don't know Jenny and she doesn't know me and I'm more than a skinny body or whatever. Like, you know, and some people have that and I just didn't, it really tore me up. But then at the same time, um, when I was like bitching about that to a therapist, she was also like, okay. And then what are some of the, like, you know, she's like, you're also getting like marriage proposals, which is like super flattering and weird, but like super flattering. And she's like, you kind of can't, her advice was you sort of can't believe either one. Mm -hmm. what, would, what would you say like oh my god like social media was probably not well it wasn't existent really like oh, when you were doing the show but what it was message boards I believe you said right at the time I don't even think MySpace was a thing I don't remember um but it was definitely not uh nothing obviously like it is today nothing and I really feel pretty um happy about that because I think that must add such a um, you know, just an increased dimension of of confusion and emotion and sadness and yuckiness and all that stuff. And maybe good stuff too. But um, I do feel relieved that we were before social media. Now, did you watch yourself back or were you one of those that's like, oh, I can't do it. Can't do it. I gotta. That's a great question. I did watch it. I did watch it. Yep. I watched every episode. Sometimes we would get sent the episodes. We were supposed to receive the episodes before they aired. By the way, this was on VHS tape. So for any of your listeners who've never heard of VHS, Google it. Um, this was on VHS tape. Sometimes they would arrive before it aired at like Tuesday night on the 10 spot on MTV. And sometimes it wouldn't. So on the nights that it wouldn't, it was super stressful because I'd be like sitting down with like, eight million strangers to watch my life unfold and knowing that like not only millions of strangers were watching but also basically everyone I'd ever met everyone I knew and like you know parents grandparents like everyone was tuning in and so to watch it like raw like that was was definitely emotional how did you feel about the portrayal so I, um, I had a hard time with it, Mike. I had a hard time with it. I was, um, I appreciate that I was portrayed as a, like a mediator of the show. And like, I was often sort of used as like a narrator, which was flattering and great. But I mean, I very quickly became sort of the promiscuous character. And that was sort of embarrassing and frustrating. And then I was so torn because I was I was like, oh, well, I was always like emotionally and physically safe. So it's, I should be proud of myself. It's nothing to be embarrassed about, but you know, there's, it was, there's like slut shaming and all that stuff. It was, it was complicated. It was definitely complicated. I did have a hard time with it now being 20 years removed from it. Um, it's okay, of course, but, or not, of course it's okay. But at the time there were plenty of times sort of for the first few years after while it was airing that I was like, shit, like, what have I done? Like, I just felt really sort of taken advantage of, or I felt really naive and too trusting of producers and directors. And I was, I, I had a hard time with it for a while, for sure. And I felt like that was a little bit of like a, a double standard type of thing, you know what I mean? That exists with not only the real world, but reality television as a whole. Because if you notice with guys on the show that are like, quote unquote, wheeling, it's like, you know, going after all these girls, they're like, put on like this pedestal where they're like, got it he's the man this is our guy but if yeah. like a girl is doing it it's like oh you know she's 
she's bad news. No, we can't. We we don't. And I think like they that was even more exemplified because they gave you like this award at the Real World Bash, didn't they? They gave you like biggest player or something like that. You are so right. I have completely forgotten about that. You're totally. That's exactly right. You do your research, dude. I had totally forgotten about that. But yes, you're right. Huh. Were you at yeah. that award, by the way? I I can't I, really recall. I think it was it was in LA and. Um, Jeff Ross hosted it, and I went with Kyle and Anissa. Yes, I was there. If I'm thinking of the right ceremony, yeah. Oh, wow. I can't even, like, I feel like that in the current setting of uh, the social climate, I feel like that would not be, like, that wouldn't fly today at all. Yeah, I'm not sure I was super jazzed about about that one, but um, I truly hadn't thought of it. It's funny, like, what I've totally, like, blacked out on. Yeah. Would would you say that like you were met like with um like maybe good or bad or support because I did see another article too when you came out about like you know kind of your emotions that you felt like on, both on the show and then just in normal life about like depression like did you feel like you were met with like more support or more contention That's a great question. I feel like I was met with more support. I really do. I feel like not only did I have the support of friends and family and I feel super fortunate to have had that. But um, I did promote awareness of depression and mental illness. And I, I found that people were really, everyone, at least who I spoke to, or, the, or the, the exchanges that I choose to remember, were really encouraging and positive and sort of hopeful. So um, that in that way, it was a great platform. Um, or it gave, you know, gave me a great platform to, you know, to promote some awareness of of depression and be, you know, be honest about it. And I did like travel to different colleges and did some speaking gigs with other, like with psychiatrists and stuff. And so it was, it was actually positive. That was a positive of the show for sure. That, that's definitely good because I feel like now we've even taken more of a step towards taking mental health seriously. Whereas yeah. like back then, I feel like if somebody was uh, coming forth with maybe some the stuff they were dealing with, they wouldn't be kind of supported as much as they would now. You know what I mean? Like people would perceive them as like weaker or something. Absolutely. It was definitely more taboo. You are right. And it is it is thankfully more accepted today. But I don't have um, stories I mean, I've got some stories, but for the most part, people were really um, just accepting about that. Thank goodness. Well, one thing I heard that people weren't accepting of was Chicago as a city, like with you guys filming there. I heard and I saw that there was like protests and stuff because, you know, I've spoken with some other people with their cities. Philadelphia was pretty ruthless. There was like full blown protests about you guys, wasn't there? You are absolutely right. There were full blown protests. I think people were terrified that like MTV Viacom was like coming in and gentrifying their funky little town. And, and it's true. I mean, we did like after, but after we left, you know, that's when like Starbucks comes and shit, like it does become sort of more gentrified, but yes, there were riots, truly like protests and riots. When we first moved there, I remember Theo and I like looking at, like it was a tall loft and like Theo and I like looking out the window and being like, Holy shit, like protests, like people with signs, who were pissed that we were there. It was, it was totally, I just hadn't expected that at all. There was a lot I hadn't expected, but that was, that definitely threw, threw us off. But, um, but you feel, you know, safe and protected and, you know, you're, you're, um, you're always traveling in a posse. So it's, it's not like, you know, risky, but it was, I mean, there was, it was, um, it was definitely, we were not welcome at first. 
why do you feel like that was is it the camera thing is that like people see a camera and they're just like get out or like they want to be seen i don't know i think there are people who want to be seen but that's not what this was i think this truly was people like not wanting their rents to be raised and not wanting their town to become like more generic like it was a sort of a funkier more underdeveloped area at the time of chicago and i think that they know like once mtv comes in like then comes like the chain gym and then comes like Starbucks and that, you know, so, and it sort of did, my understanding is it sort of did happen that way. So, um, so I can, I, you know, I can see why they were uh, maybe disappointed that we were there, but I can't imagine caring enough to like protest. Yeah. About that. <laughs> what, what would you have characterized yours and uh, Tanya's dynamic like? Cause she kind of seemed like more closed off. Right. But we saw kind of from the jump, you were like the first person to kind of like, you know, buddy up to her and welcome her in open arms. But then it seemed like weird towards the end. Well, how would you have like characterized yours and hers dynamic? I think, you know, she and I were actual roommates. Like we shared a room um, and she was probably the most different person I'd ever met. Definitely the most different person for me with whom I'd ever lived. Um, we did not have a lot in common. And so that was hard. She was, you know, at least at first, well, really probably while we were living there, she was pretty close-minded and conservative and I'm, you know, open and liberal and progressive. And she was at the time, none of those things. So it was, it was very challenging for me, but I also recognized that part of the whole, like if we can look at the real world just as like an experiment, part of the experiment was cohabitating with people from whom you are different. And she, um, she was, I think, loving in her own way. And it's, I don't think she's a bad person, but, um, but she and I, you know, we got along fine. Um, we got along fine. I just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sort of be like selective with my words here because I don't know her now as an adult, but, um, but you know, I did not, she was my least favorite in the cast. Do you think like she thought you were like, maybe not, her real friend or something because I think I thought I saw something where she thought you were playing both sides or something at the end with like Carrie and maybe you know what I honestly Mike I don't remember um I think that she probably when she first met me was like oh here's another white blonde girl she'll think like I do you know I, I think that she was really I think she was closed-minded and some of that um you know, I would say that's not someone's fault if that's like sort of the family they're from or where they're from. And she had a brutal upbringing. And I absolutely am empathetic to what she'd gone through before I met her. Um, but I think by the time you come to the real world house, yes, you're young and you can be an idiot, but you can't be racist. Like, I just I'm not going to make an excuse for that. So yeah. um, she maybe what you're referring to is, is that she was sensing that I just like couldn't couldn't see past some of those bigger issues. Yeah. I don't know. I just think like that environment maybe brought out some things, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely a heightened environment. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's emotional for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I keep saying for sure. For sure is not an expression. I say it, I'm saying it a lot right now with you. I don't know why. I think we might've like traded, uh, language. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I feel like the show tried to, like make like a love triangle type of dynamic with oh, Carrie and you and Kyle. Did you feel like that too? Absolutely. They really tried. They really tried. And let me tell you, Mike, there wasn't one. I really wish I could tell you that there was, 
Kyle and I were truly just friends. He and Carrie were not just friends. They had a total like romantic connection and really liked each other and hooked up and all those wonderful things. So we had entire, like it was not a triangle. I, I'm not quite sure why that storyline was enticing <laughs> people, but it was completely fabricated. The, the funniest part that I found about all of it was when I was actually watching it the other day, they had a scene where it was you and Kyle went out to like, I might've been like this bar or something. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's literally no scene to be found whatsoever. Right, of any like and chemistry other than brother and sister. No scene, nothing. <laughs> Not even no nothing was said even on your part, and then it just cuts to like what's called the confessional, but it's like your your interviews that you guys do um privately, and Kyle's like, yeah, you know, Kara said like what I don't understand why there's nothing between us, but you there's never a scene of you actually saying I anything. I, I think um that's so funny. I think what um Kyle and I said, sort of how I was saying with with Tanya, she might have thought that initially she and I would bond because we're I don't know because we might look more similar not that we look alike but you know what i mean and i think that with kyle there was one point where kyle and i were like we're both smart and from good families and mate and single so maybe they think that we like i think it was we sort of started to delve into why we thought everyone was cast and he and i both were like maybe they thought that you and i would be together but i like he had chemistry with carrie and i i love kyle and you and i are actually still friends um, and you know, he's a beautiful person, but we were not romantic at all. That's funny. How did you see the show recently? I have a Google drive with it. So if you want it, Oh my God, Mike, I've literally been searching for you all my life. I am. I have all the VHS tapes. Once again, VHS, Google that shit, my young friends, um, at my parents' house. And I like have never gotten my shit together enough to like do anything with them, like have them put on a hard drive or anything. So yes, I'm going to be hitting you up for that at some point. Perfect. I could send it to you actually when we're off this. So. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know, that, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I just want to have it. Ah, it's easy. You just press play. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll get right on that. It's not emotionally challenging at all. It's also kind of depressing to see yourself 20 years ago. Like, depressing just aesthetically. You know, I'm like, oh, fuck. I was really young. That's awesome. Does I it miss- feel that long ago, though? Like, uh, thinking about this now, like, does it feel like, oh, shit, this was like 21 years ago? It actually does. It does? It, yes. To me, it actually does. It feels it feels like a lifetime ago. It sort of feels like it was a different person. So it's it's. I remember a decent amount of, you know, like the things that you're referring to. But, I mean, you're, you're a pretty different person. I'm a pretty different person at 20 than I, like, I'm 42 now. Like, it's, it's a very, it, I'm different, um, which is a good thing. But, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, it actually does feel like, I mean, 20 years, maybe not that much. But it feels like it does feel like um, a significant amount of time ago. And one of the biggest moments that everybody talks about from that show is, and this was kind of like breaking the fourth wall, because you guys are isolated from the outside world. You have no forms of communication or entertainment, so to speak, when it comes to like doing anything in the house for the most part. However, they brought out the TV for you guys and they allowed you guys to watch uh, the live feed of what was going on with the uh, 9-11, you know, and that's still probably one of the pillars, I would say, in terms of like moments in real world history of just stuff that's raw and real. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was definitely an, an unorthodox time to be filming for sure. And it was um, 
you're right. That was also something you were asking, like what people ask me about. People also definitely associate me or my castmates. They're like, oh, you guys were the you guys were the 9-11 season. Um, so yes, they did break the fourth wall. They did, um, as you know, they're, you know, you're not usually allowed to have TVs in the real world house. Um, but they did like rolled out a little TV. This is when TVs were like as wide as they were tall. Like they're, they're actually a box. It was like a cube. Yes. A cube. Right. It was literally a cube on like, like wheeled out to us. And so we were able to watch, um, a lot of the coverage, but they only allowed it for maybe two days. And in a way, I started to realize that that was at the time when they like wheeled it away. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I want to be, I want to be glued to the news, like with the rest of the country right now. Like this is so obviously this is so upsetting and this is such a huge thing that's happened and I don't want to miss any of it. So at the time when they took the TV away, I remember feeling really upset by that. And then in retrospect, or pretty soon after I realized I'm like, it's kind of a good thing because when the rest of the world was still glued to the TV, watching those same brutal images over and over again and hearing the God awful stories and having your heart ripped out again and again, we were able to sort of list and like, just move on with our lives to, you know, in, in some way. I don't know if you would remember, but do you remember like the exact sequence when they started like, like what they were telling you guys before bringing out the TV as far as that goes? Because you guys had to have assumed like something was up when that was taking so place. Yeah, that it was actually this day, 9-11 um, for us in Chicago was actually not a traditional day of filming. It was a day that we were doing some pre-press stuff. So we were actually doing a photo shoot. The guys were at Wrigley Park and we were maybe in like a bar somewhere. The girls, they separated us, guys and girls. And we were doing like photo shoots or 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 maybe it was even like the intro, something like that. So what happened was there was a TV at this bar where we were. And so we actually were aware of what had happened. Um, and the guys, I can't remember how they were told, perhaps by production. And then we all met back at the house and that's when they brought the TV in. So it wasn't, it, it was not first told to us from production, at least on the women's half. It was, we did see it happen, but I had um, a sister who lives in Manhattan. Um, it, it still lives in New York. And I had a brother who at the time worked in the Pentagon. Like I was a fucking mess. I was terrified. If you remember, like no one could get through to anyone. We you had left the room. Time. You know, we had one phone. Um, yeah. So that was stressful for, you know, of course that was very upsetting. And I'm so like happy to be able to knock on wood and say that like, you know, my family was fine, but obviously many families were not. And it's so God awful just to even, Think it still feels surreal, doesn't it? I think the even more surreal part is when you factor in that New York was the season before you guys. Could you imagine if like the timing like would have been just? I didn't think about that. One year off. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. They they had they actually had to do a disclaimer on the New York season once it aired to like let people know like that it wasn't shot during the time of 9/11. Because they had Twin Towers, like, in their season, shown. Oh, probably in their intro, of course. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Well, I'm glad they did a disclaimer, at least, but, huh. So, I guess the burning question, and I'm sure you've answered this a bunch of times, is how come uh, we didn't see you on a challenge? <laughs> that is a great question. I, um, I have been asked that a bunch of times. Mike, I am not athletic, not competitive. I, I just 
like I truly for a while would have like nightmares that I had like said yes to be on a challenge and like woke up in like Bali at the off chance of like winning a hundred thousand dollars. Like I had no interest in doing a challenge other than hanging out with other real worlders and road rollers, which is fun. Like I said yes to any of those, like, like you asked if I'd gone to like that award ceremony thing. I did all that shit. I was absolutely down for anything social, anything that involved like getting dressed and drinking, count me in. Anything that involved like bungee jumping or like eating spiders. Uh-uh. Yeah. So no, I said, no, they, they asked me for probably four years. I'd say they asked like, they would like, I'd get the call and I don't even think I thought about it for a second. I was like, thank you so much anyway for being interested. Goodbye. Like, uh-uh, not my thing. Yeah, Anissa and Tanya actually went on to be like sustained. Uh, pres- Anissa's still bombshell. Yeah. I know. I actually, I actually love it about her. So she and I, um, we are still in touch. And I think it's so great that she, I actually think it's great that she's, um, and she's also continued to like go to school and do other things in addition. But, um, but yeah, you're right. She, there are like professional challenge people you know what i was thinking about the other day who i hadn't thought about in so long was coral where did coral go she was a professional challenge person mike when i was um a new friend of mine had like googled googled me and found this thing where coral and the miz were introducing the new chicago i don't know if you've seen this it's like on youtube coral and miz were introducing the new cast it was right before it was like a right before we aired they had this thing and i was like coral huh like i just had i had totally forgotten about i think she's a doula now like oh that's awesome cool kind of hard to uh up and leave for like six weeks you know right yes exactly that's the other thing is i had like jobs at the time and i yeah didn't want to do it I think like in your case, you know, I think like the fans automatically have like they when they see someone they enjoy watching like on the real world, they automatically assume, oh, boom, this person's going to jump at the chance to go into a challenge. Like it's like an automatic assumption. You know what I mean? Right. right. No, totally. That was not my thing. And I like hate saying no. I generally want to be like a people pleaser, but that was not hard to say no. That was like, uh, uh-uh, that's not my thing. Well, one thing I don't know if you've heard of that's currently happening is they're actually doing uh, revisits of real world seasons right now season nine is actually airing uh, right now that's called real world homecoming it's on paramount plus oh so, i did hear that they were airing some on paramount plus but i um but we are not on it yet do you think we will be do you think they'll do chicago honestly no not I, don't at all. I don't either why I, they're just like i'm su- i actually am a little surprised i'm kind of relieved to be honest although you know but i'm a little bit surprised because we were like pretty well rated well, I don't, it's not really coming down to like a rating thing. Like, um, T- Tanya and like the production company actually have like a lawsuit against each other. So I don't. Oh, so you think that's what it's about? Yeah. And I'm not entirely certain that Kyle would even be up to coming back into that, but I mean, maybe he would. No, he and I, when they first announced that Paramount was airing some real world, he and I kind of like nervously started texting each other, like quite frantically being like, Oh fuck, dude! Like, is this gonna is this gonna air? Because neither of us really want it to air again. Um, it was like a fabulous moment in history, but we're okay to leave it there. But that's interesting. I I forgot that about Tanya, that lawsuit thing. That's a good point. But I don't. Do you think they're asking permission? Remember, we signed. We signed. They, they, they call the cast. They call the casks and and ask them like, would you do this and be on board? It shoots for like two weeks. So right now they're doing season nine is the that. They're like bringing people back to to live together. Yeah, I it's, a, it's a reunion. I thought you were saying re-airing. There, got it. Okay. 
um, a reunion. I would do that. I would totally do that. Would you? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was. That's what I was saying. Like I wasn't sure it'd be possible. They 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 air the season, but I don't think they would be able to reunite, so to speak. I see what you mean. I did not. I forgot. You're right that they're doing the homecoming things. I was wondering if they'll re-air Chicago. That's what Kyle and I were nervous about. But you're right. I don't think Kyle. Well, I don't know. He might. Would you talk him into it hypothetically? I mean, I'm sure like you're not necessarily like in a jump to do it, but if they ask, I'm sure. I am not in a jump to do it, but I do think, I think honestly what it would be fun to just to like all get together for a night to literally just like go out for like drinks and like be together, like have the, have the seven of us like hang for a night and I'd be fine for them to film that. I feel like that would be, that could be good TV. I think having us all live together again might not be that interesting. I don't know. It shoots for two weeks, so. It's not that long, but yeah. What what would you say like uh, your opportunity scene was like? Because I did read, uh, you know, you were dipping your toes into acting a little bit. I saw something about um, what was it? Oh, I'm trying to forget. I forgot his name. Was it Drew something right? The Drew Carey show. Drew, yeah, Ca- the was- Drew Carey show. You were on, yeah. and I did read something else, and this actually piqued my interest a lot. That you were auditioning for the scary movies. I did audition for like the one of the scary movies. I can't remember if it was like Scream or like I know what you did last summer, like one of those. So I did. They, they changed the theme of that. I think it was supposed to be scary movie. It was supposed to be scary movie. You're right. So um, I did have those opportunities after the Drew Carey show was like a like a sitcom at the time, um, which was awesome. I just had like maybe one line, but it was so fun. It was like arguably one of the greatest days of my life filming that show, just because like you get a trailer and like Drew Carey, whether he himself did it or not, like sent me flowers and it just, you like feel like a total baller and you know, you're in wardrobe and makeup and all that stuff. So that was super fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, and I did like a few talk shows and stuff, but I really didn't, I, I did not get a ton of work after as far as, as far as that goes, I did get like, like I told you, I got um, a decent amount of like college engagement speaking gigs. Yeah. that was nice and that was cool and those were like fun um and that was sort of a good job for like a year or two or like I remember a few of us went to like the mall of America and like signed autographs like we did things like that like those kind of appearances but um but Drew Carey show was definitely the the best opportunity that I that I got did you do true Hollywood story e e something I don't remember did I I think so oh my god dude I don't remember I did, um, I do know that I did like, um, like a, a men's magazine. Like that was fun. I did like stuff magazine. So that was, that was fun. So like, cause I'm hardly a model, but I was for a day. <laughs> did you, were you trying to be on the scary movies? Because I'm not going to lie to you. Those are like some of my favorites. Like, oh, nice. It's my favorite for the record, but I wasn't sure if like you were specifically, was that something you wanted to be on or it was just coincidental? Um, it's coincidental that I auditioned for it and you love it so much, but, um, but absolutely, I would have loved to have, I would have loved to have gotten that job. But I remember like, I would go on these auditions and it's like, you know, a room full of people, women that basically look like me and have more experience and were more connected. Like it's so, you know, it's like so competitive and I just didn't, I did not love that. That scene was not right for me. I didn't have this. I did not have like the balls or the heart for it. (laughs) Did you ever see the scary movies at all, or is that not? Yes, but a long time ago. I don't remember. Should I rewatch? I think they're pretty phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll rewatch. I'll rewatch. I'll especially rewatch number three in honor of you. 
I have dark humor though, so maybe not everybody will relate to me. I do too. Yep. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, being so generous with your time today. I had a fun time chat with you. Maybe uh, bring you back down the rabbit hole of uh, something you might not really talk about. Seriously, that was that was quite a trip down memory lane. Thank you very much for having me, and it was so nice chatting with you as well. For sure, and I'll uh, send you the Google Drive if you'd like as well. Once we're please do. Thank you, Mike. All right. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye.